she wakes up she's under this quilt she sees a crow outside and she's like I'm gonna follow it so she wraps herself up in this quilt which is humongous mm-hmm. and white it's white I was so upset by this part she was like no pick it up it brings it out into the orchard it is straight up dragging through the dirt in this orchard for through the whole orchard I was like oh, disrespectful Stay tuned. After the episode, we're going to give a little podcast update. Nothing crazy, but stay tuned. Yeah. I'm Amanda. I'm Miranda. And this is, is Not, not Your Tiny Salt show. show. My voice cracked like I'm going through puberty and that. That's fine. I stopped talking in the middle of it because I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> we're off to a great start. It's fine. <sighs> um. I wanted to give a quick update because the last time that we talked, we were recording our Christmas episode. Mm. That's not the last thing that the listeners have heard, but that's the last thing that we recorded. Yeah. Um, and I was working on a very patriotic quilt for my grandpa for Christmas. And I was complaining about it because <laughs> it was not, it's not my style. It had bald eagles all over it. It was crazy. Um, but it was so sweet when he opened it he like didn't say anything and he just started crying which is like a hundred percent the reaction that you want when you make someone a quilt to just know that they um, appreciate like all the thought that went in behind it so wanted to give that update that I gave him the quilt and the reaction was amazing and it was super worth making it even though I did not enjoy the process. (laughs) I think you know for not your taste like you still added the cute elements that made it yeah more something but also yeah it's like it's about the recipient and what what it's going to mean to them and yeah so sometimes you have to set aside your own preferences <laughs> be like yeah. this is for me oh that's so cute I'm so glad he loved it yeah. like it was very sweet we also speaking of grandpas and quilts um <laughs> my Grammy passed away in 2017 and so like we just had all her clothes and stuff and like my grandpa's still living in their house and we're like yeah we'll make a quilt we'll make a quilt and every time I would like even think about it I would like get really emotional and so his birthday was actually the other day and so my dad was like I think we need to make him a quilt because like he's getting pretty old and like mm-hmm. I think he just turned 83 <clears throat> um Anyway, so we like took some of her pieces of clothing that, you know, were just like quintessential Grammy and put together a lap quilt for him and like embroidered a panel that had like her different nicknames. Like her first name was Ida, but she always went by Joanne, which was her middle name. And then um, growing up, she, they, uh, not, I don't know if it was growing up. I think it was like my grandpa's sisters called her Peaches. (laughs) so my dad put her like you know Joanne Grammy Peaches like her names and then in loving memory and um my mom had to do it because I couldn't handle it I would like would get really sad (laughs) but anyway yeah he loved it and he called me he was like I just can't even tell you like oh beautiful gift that was so and it made me think of your grandpa and his quilt and I was just like oh grandpas yeah grandpas (laughs) yeah so anyway, yeah. Also, if well, you're watching, I'm wearing this beautiful Harry Styles sweatshirt that Miranda gave me for 
my birthday to treat people with kindness on the sleeve. I just had to throw it out there. I should have worn mine too so we could match. We love Harry Styles. Sorry. Love, <laughs> love him. Am I looking at tickets to London? Yes. Will I buy them? No, but. <laughs> we can still dream. <laughs> dream. I can dream. <laughs> All right, friends. Why are we here today? Why are we here? We have a super fun episode. So one of my favorite podcasts in the whole world is called How Did This Get Made? Which is by (laughs) Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzoukas, who (laughs) is, I think, my soulmate in life. I love him. I listen to this podcast as I fall asleep at night. I just have Jason screaming in my ear and it lulls me off to sleep. Um, But essentially, they watch like older kind of unknown sometimes crappy movies and then they just talk about them and it's hilarious and you should definitely check it out and I just thought it would be really fun if we did a quilty version of how did this get made um so we looked up quilt movies and watched the one quilt movie that we could find (laughs) the one and only the one and only it's called how to make an American quilt it was made in 1995. It stars a very young Winona writer. Um, had a lot of other cameos of people in there that I was surprised to see. Um, had a Jared Leto hide and seek. Yeah, Jared Leto. Like halfway through the movie, I texted Amanda and I was like, oh my God, I was looking at IMDb. Jared Leto is in this. Like, keep an eye out. <laughs> like, we're on a Jared Leto hunt. We got to find him. I think we had like unintentionally started the movie at the exact same time because like mm-hmm. he appeared on screen and I like zipped over to my text messages to text you about it like right as yours came in that you were like let up sighting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Um, my Angelou is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that plays, oh, Dermot Mulroney, who plays Jess's older boyfriend and new girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? He's, He's like, the, Yeah. <laughs> He's like the main, like the main, one of the main characters, but he's so young that I was like, I can't put my finger on who this is. <laughs> um, also, uh, what's her name? I literally, it just left my brain, but I was like all about it last night. Uh, I have IMDb pulled up. She's, she plays the grandma Hyacinth. Um, oh, Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Okay. She's in like everything. Yeah. I'm listening to a book that she's one of the narrators for. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But she is in it. Also one of the main characters. I love her. Like everything she's been in. Well, except for Requiem for a Dream. I hated that movie. It wrecked my life for like a solid six months. When I was like a ripe 19 years old. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I definitely watched that movie as like a young teenager and I have no memory of it. So the only things I remember from it are like traumatizing and devastating. So like, yeah, I never exactly. want to see it ever again. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, this movie also has um, like the dad from Step Brothers. Oh yeah. Brief. He's like mildly in it. Yeah. Yeah. So tons of people are in it for like 30 seconds at a time. I know. I was like, oh, there's Jared Leto for 12 seconds. Oh, there's this guy for four seconds. Oh, here's this person. Like, Yeah. Um, I just want to get this out of the way, but in the universe of this movie, Maya Angelou was impregnated by Jared Leto. (laughs) I can't get over it. 
I know when you texted me that I was like okay <laughs> you aren't wrong but oh my god here I also just want to say for a how-to with quilt in the title it is very lacking in quilts very little quilting like four they do show a quilt like through the whole movie they're working on this quilt okay so just to get into the movie yeah. we follow a young Winona Ryder her name is Finn in the movie but I will just be calling her Winona Ryder <laughs> um, she has been proposed to by her boyfriend Sam who is great he's like refinishing their house and mm -hmm. like building her a studio in an office like really just the dream like the dream man I was like great this sounds great um he's proposed to her and she's like i don't know i don't know if i want to so she decides to like go live with her great aunt for like the summer to think about whether or not she wants to marry this man and to write her thesis paper which she's apparently written like seven times at this point yeah um so she goes to stay with her aunt her aunt and her grandma are part of this like quilting circle of like, I don't even know how many ladies, eight, eight, yeah. eight-ish people. Um, the master quilter is Maya Angelou. They call her the master quilter, which I think we should probably decide who in our group is the master quilter. <laughs> probably not. The, <laughs> probably, it's probably all of us. I, I was going to say, it's probably based on the movie because Maya Angelou just was like the first one that started quilting. So she was the master quilter. Yeah. That's probably Beth. Oh, but if we're looking okay. at like quantity of quilts and time spent quilting, it, I think it's you. So uh, probably, uh, yeah, recently for sure. Cause I've busted out like a hundred quilts. In I know life. every day you post like a quilt top that you finish and I'm like, oh damn. Here's the thing though, is it's for other people. So like, yeah. I kind of feel like it doesn't count. I it mean, does. you're only running like a successful quilt business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. It's great. Anyway, so she goes to stay with her aunt in this like magical, I, she lives in like the middle of a rose garden. It actually reminded me a lot of the house from Practical Magic. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the Practical Magic house. But then I looked and Practical Magic came out three years after this movie. So mm. who inspired who? Mm. I don't know. This house is amazing. It's gorgeous. I want to live in it. It has like a huge wraparound front porch that they just like sit on and like the old ladies get high on it. That was, that was <laughs> like a twist <laughs> you know and they were out there smoking I was like what the fuck is happening like and they were like if we weren't high we would be fighting each other right now I was like oh yeah like it was so okay I'm just gonna like rewind to the very beginning because yeah. it's like in up close like you're seeing like different parts of the process and they're all you know it's a quilting bee so they're like sitting around the table and they're all hand quilting their own handmade blocks into a quilt and you know my Angela's character Anna I think was her name mm -hmm. she decides like where which block goes where and like how it looks best and then that's how they arrange it and start sewing it together I don't know who even quilts like that anymore yeah. first of all second of all there's like so much freaking tension between the group at the very beginning and I was like did I miss yeah. something like what is happening yeah. And you find out later like why that is but like it just was like such a weird I just was like so thrown off and I don't know if it's yeah. because I was expecting something different 
yeah that's when I texted you I was like this movie is wild because it totally is like you start and it's like this group of little old ladies and they're all quilting on this quilt and they're making her a marriage quilt mm-hmm. or this marriage that she's like I don't know if I want it I don't know but they were like it's your marriage quilt and she was kind of like oh and like walked out of the room I would be like um excuse me we are hand quilting this um but yeah and there was a bunch of weird tension and then they were getting high on the porch and then like I know I was like, like what is <laughs> ah, like slow down it was so yeah. like such a weird like mishmash yeah. of like emotional whatever going on and then yeah. like and then the old lady in the movie her name's Sophia she's in Twister she's like the old lady that takes them yeah. in and feeds them steak and eggs they also That's played her off as being like crazy through the whole movie but I'm like no no just yeah. for Sophia <laughs> yeah like she seems so bitchy at first and then I'm like oh I wouldn't want a wedding pool from her but then you like like the movie goes through like all their stories like their backgrounds and then it's like when you learn about her you're like oh okay yeah. like she's allowed to be a bitch <laughs> yeah um so at the beginning they're all making these squares for this quilt and I was trying to think of like if we were all making a quilt together and you were like you have to use blue and purple mm-hmm. I'd be like mm, I do what I want Amanda I know kind of what happens like one lady makes a quilt with yellow flowers and they're like this yellow is throwing everything off and I was like what what yellow are you even looking at like there's like a flower on there yeah but then I did think it was funny because my Angelou who's the quilt master um um, when Nona Ryder was asking her, like, why do we have to, why do you have to follow a theme? Why do you have to stick to the theme? And she said, I don't want to end up with some damn ugly quilt, which <laughs> really resonated with yeah. me. I was like, preach. So that, I mean, I can get behind that because yeah. it's true. It's like, especially if you have different tastes from other people, like, I think a quilting be like, that would be hard because it's yeah. like, unless you want it to be like wild and mismatched, like, yeah. I don't think, and I think like our group, our Mm -hmm. personal group, like we all have pretty similar tastes. So even though they would be slightly different, like it would still go together. Like, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be like, ew, what the hell? Fabrics or, yeah, it's not going to be like bright orange batik or like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. so each of these ladies is making a block for the quilt and throughout the movie they kind of zoom into the stories of each lady and like what their block represents which is like mm-hmm. a moment of love from their past and so the first block we zoom into is Gladdy, which I think is not Gladys or Gladys. Gladdy Joe okay. Gladdy. Gladdy. Gladdy who is the aunt and the grandma whose name I can't remember they call her hi. Hyacinth. Hyacinth. So we kind of zoom into their story. Um, and it's crazy. Basically, one of them has a husband in the hospital. The other one, so it's a it's a flashback, so they're younger. Yeah. One of them has a husband in the hospital. The other one calls, or the one that has the husband in the hospital calls the sister to get picked up, but she ends up talking to the sister's husband. Mm-hmm. Who comes and picks her up from the hospital and then they drive out into like a meadow he's like I have to drop you off in this meadow <laughs> he's like I gotta get back to work she's like I need to lie down yeah so she just goes and like lays down in this meadow <laughs> and he like gets out of the car and sits with her for a little bit and then they end up making out in this meadow like you probably do more probably more like but... you do. 
you know. <laughs> they get home that night and they're all three of them are sitting there. So both the sisters and the husband mm-hmm. and the sister whose husband it is like immediately senses that they had an affair and she like smells him aggressively. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's how she knows. She just like immediately knew without speaking. She just like smelled him and knew. So I mean, they no. couldn't have acted more guilty without being like, we no. just boned. Sweating <laughs> and making like scared faces. <laughs> nothing, nothing. They're like, we're fine. <laughs> um, and she reacts to that by like, she has, I can only imagine a thousand glass figurines because she starts just like smashing all of these glass figurines. <laughs> She's hawking them out the door like. Yeah. And then to make things crazier, she like recovers them by like plastering them onto all four walls. In her laundry room. Of the laundry room. And then it like shows it later and you're like, oh my God, they're like, she literally like mosaic that wall with the broken shards of her figurines. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, what? (laughs) Like every time she gets mad, she like shatters a glass figurine and then like cements it onto the wall it's crazy and then the sister also, guy, the husband he's like what did you expect we haven't slept together in so long like what do you want from me and I was like men the audacity of men god, I swear to god yeah he's like it's like the closest I could get to you I was like oh I would sock him yeah. in the face like no yeah no that's I not know. no no, it's crazy. I don't actually remember how that ended up. If she stayed with him, I think she stayed with him. She the did say is that all these men do shitty things and then the women stay with them. I know. Literally one of my notes, I in all caps was like, what is with all this infidelity? Yeah. In infidelity. The and then they do like they do like the bare minimum to like They're make like, up sorry. for it. And yeah. then we'll we'll get into it. Let's go into each story. I feel like each story deserves. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it was Hyacinth's, Hyacinth. So she's Winona Ryder's grandma. Mm-hmm. Hi. And it was her husband that was in the hospital. So Gladie Joe's husband is the one that Hyacinth cheated with. Mm-hmm. And then they weren't like close yeah. at all. And then eventually ended, both of those husbands die. Right. So like, because okay. Hyacinth's husband was sick, he ended up dying. And then she moved in with her sister after her husband died but they're still like at odds yeah it's so awkward I'm like what if my sister did that I'd be like get out <laughs> yeah and Hyacinth will not go into the laundry room where all of the figurines are so Gladdy is like I have to do all the laundry because she won't come in here <laughs> no shit Sherlock uh, yeah. so then we skip back to modern day whoa <clears throat> My voice like oh. I can't even handle it <laughs> we skip back to modern day and all the ladies are at the pool with Winona Ryder um and first of all super sexy guy comes up to Winona Ryder okay at the beginning of the movie she says that she's 26 years old mm-hmm. but in this scene she looks like she's supposed to be playing like a 15 year old girl <laughs> I, know. I do not like, even understand it like what is happening she's like I'm an adult yeah Anyway. So Leon, Leon comes walking up there and he's just like talking to her in line for popcorn like you get at the pool. Um, and he tells her 
I noted he told her that he's training to be an ocean swimmer. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is an ocean swimmer? Why are you at a public pool? <laughs> like, what? what? What kind of job is that? Like, what kind of sport is that? What do you do? They do not elaborate on that, but I do refer to him as the ocean swimmer through the rest of the movie because I couldn't remember what his name was. <laughs> I just called him pool boy. Yeah. So he's always I- like, damp, even when they meet like nowhere near water. He's always like kind of damp. Yeah. Well, when he like the thing that kills me is like he walks up right behind her and he's like shaking out his hair. And my note is literally like, okay, pool boy, nobody wants you to shake your wet hair yeah. out on them. Yeah. I don't want your water droplets on me. He's just like, oh. and then he was just like, what's up, baby? She was like, ah. yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Looking like a 15 year old girl. Like, I was like, this looks inappropriate <laughs> just from an outsider perspective. Yeah, I was like, this should not be happening. Yeah. Fine. We're at the pool. Sophia, which is one of the quilt ladies, is at the pool. And they literally, the whole movie, paint her as being like this crazy lady. But I was like, no, I'm fully Team Sophia. Like, she seems like she just has her shit together. Yeah. Um, but they started talking about like how beautiful she was when she was younger, which I was like, okay, rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, you should have seen her figure. I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but then we zoom back into Sophia's younger days mm-hmm. um, and she's a swimmer she's a diver she meets another different creep guy at the pool <laughs> all these creeps and he's like I'm gonna marry you first of all she is stunning and she's like diving into the pool and she's beautiful and she like shakes her hair out and it's great and then he walks up with a towel like wrapped up to his nipples mm-hmm. and like a little bit of a pot belly yeah and he's like sir <laughs> Like he's not as attractive as she is, and he's yeah, we do like, not you do not need to thing. give him a goober anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but then later, when she's like getting ready for their first date, her mom is like, You're not pretty enough to be on your own. So like make sure you're nice to this guy. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. What is happening? What a time to be alive in the 50s is when <laughs> I explained that place. Like, you better get married because nobody's yeah. gonna want you later. Like, what? Yeah. That's so rude. Yeah. So he's like, Oh, I made reservations at this restaurant for our first date. And she's like, No, I have a better idea. And she like makes him drive into the woods and they're walking through the woods and she's humming. And in that moment, as she's like humming and like leading him through the woods, I was like, Is she gonna murder him? Like, it had very ominous vibes. I know. Or I thought he was gonna murder her because, yeah, of how, like creepy he looked. And it kept like showing the skin of like, because her yeah. hair was kind of bob, like pretty short. And so you could see like between her collar and her hair, like her neck. And yeah. he was like staring at it. And I was like, Yeah, ah. <laughs> I was like, Something horrible is gonna happen. Um, but nothing did. They just pop out by this watering hole and she dives into the watering hole because she's a diver and she's a swimmer. That's her thing. And then he dives in to rescue her because even though she's a professional diver, she must have must have missed. Um, so he dives in and they they kiss and it's whatever. And then cut to, oh, he says he wants to travel. She learns during this interaction that his goal is to like travel the world and she was like I would love to travel the world with you yeah I do they have a baby together she's at home with it all the time and he's like off traveling without her yeah which made me livid yeah she just like gets stuck at home with their like four kids and doesn't ever get to go anywhere and he's gone for like weeks at a time yeah 
and he like digs a hole in their fucking oh backyard and that fills it so angry with like hose water and he's like you can like wait around in it she was like oh fuck <laughs> she was like yeah. nope he's like oh you're unhappy because we never we're not like spontaneous and swim in the hole like we used to always do so I made you this like shitty little pond that you can wade in up to your knees or we could put a fish in it yeah she's like, like no thanks like real like not impressed no which she either should not be no so Ugh. then he leaves her he's like we're not happy he leaves in the middle of the night leaves her with all four kids yeah and never comes back fuck that guy yeah. yeah and then at the end of the movie skipping ahead a little bit at the end of the movie she like ends up wading through the pond Mm -hmm. to get some blown away papers and it's like she's kind of like oh the the pond is nice and I'm like no (laughs) do not settle for the pond seriously like why did you leave it I would have drained that sucker and filled it with dirt and put more grass on top of it Uh, yeah 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 a muddy hole in my yard what yeah and that's the thing is it like was just mud water like it wasn't even like he didn't even put plastic down no like he went to zero effort to actually make it nice he just put some like rocks around it and then put like literally filled it with the hose I was like I "I think it's deep enough and it was like to his ankle I was like oh my god (laughs) yeah um yeah back to the theme of this movie men doing the bare minimum and then being like why why don't you like this yeah I'm like okay and at this point I'm like I don't understand Like, I know it came from a novel and I'm sure there's more, you know, just like any movie based on a book, like the book always has more information. So I'm sure it's like, I can't be sure. Actually, I've never read it, but like, I'm, I think I have the book now that we're talking about it. I think I have it. You need to read it and find out because I need to know if it talks about quilting more in the book, because that's like. Yeah. I understand. Okay. I do understand that they're trying to say, like, they're trying to show, like you said, the points of like, here's a piece of love, you know, a moment of love in their lives. And it's kind of showing the story that's like connected to that, but it's like mm-hmm. still so fucking frustrating. Anyway. Yeah. And in between each little, like in between each little like past dive that we go on, they come back to like the ladies, like all sitting in a circle and like hand stitching on this quilt yeah or like whatever stupid shit Finn's doing yeah Finn (sighs) so back to Finn we jump back into real time justice for Sophia she is not crazy she was done dirty and she Mm -hmm. just wants to swim in the swimming pool and like yeah travel around but she got trapped at home with four kids that she didn't even want by some man who like dug a hole in the backyard (laughs) Oh, her grave more like it <laughs> grave <clears throat> so we're back to Finn um Sam comes to visit her she clearly did not go very far away for the summer because he like drives there and then he can like drive back that night so yeah. I don't understand why she was like you can't come visit me for three She's months like, why are you here I was like uh yeah. she's yeah. about it he's just like trying to show her like the house plans because remember that he's back at home like rebuilding their fucking house and like building her an office and doing all this stuff yeah (laughs) and she is like immediately pissed because the office isn't where she wanted it to be or like isn't the size that it should be and he's like well what if we need a guest room if we have guests or like maybe we'll have a baby someday and she's like you just want me to have babies and like 
flips out on him for that stuff. And I was like, I'm really on Sam's side through this whole conversation. I, like, I feel like he's being super reasonable. I know. I was I like, like, Finn, uh, calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually not on the man's side, but in this case, I was like, you know what? He literally Someone wants to build a house for me. Like yeah. I'm yeah. taking, I'm taking him up on that offer. Yeah. Like he literally didn't do anything. Like she, he proposed, she was like, I'm leaving for the summer. And he was like, yeah okay, I guess like I've got stuff to do. He's just trying to figure out the house stuff. And then she freaks out on him. And then he was like, <laughs> okay, you even want to be with me. Like I'm literally drowning here. And she's just like, oh, you know, making her Winona Ryder faces. Yeah. <laughs> Through the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> big, like wide eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So he leaves. A thing that I think was never explained is that that night she calls him like 75 times and he doesn't answer the phone. So she leaves a bunch of messages. Mm -hmm. But one time she calls, a girl picks up and is like, who is this? Why are you calling? Yeah. And she hangs up the phone really quick. And I feel like they never explain that. Or like later when her and Sam makes up, she was like, they called the wrong number. And I'm like, did you? Yeah. They never explain that. I know that's why I'm like okay that must be in the book like hopefully it is because yeah. it seems shady because like yeah this like random girl voice picks up and then and then she says like later on like oh he just he said I called the wrong number yeah I'm like well maybe you did if you're like frantic enough and you accidentally press one wrong digit yeah. on a old phone where you have to press the numbers like yeah and you can't see the number on your screen on your smartphone to know that you messed up. Like it's so easy. I called <laughs> yeah. the wrong number so many times when I was younger. Yeah. I feel like you just left it so like vague and ambiguous that I'm like, what, what was happening there? Yeah. We may never know. Um, so then we dive into who is the, what is the other girl's name? Sally? Is that who it was? or M, it was M. Oh yeah. Okay, so we dive into M's story, who's another one of the quilt ladies. Mm -hmm. um, and she is with this like artist guy. And I wrote my note says, this artist guy is the fucking worst. Yeah. Which is saying something because we've seen a lot of terrible men up to this point. Yeah. So not nice things in my notes about him as well. Yeah. Young M. I looked up the actress who plays her because I was like, I think this is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I looked up the actress because I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't have her name on hand right now. But anyway, mm. she's gorgeous. She's, I said also in my notes. So this artist guy is the fucking worst. This is the most stunning woman I've ever seen. <laughs> like yeah. succession. I think that's when you texted me too. Like how are all these men cheating on all these stunning <laughs> women? Like what is happening what is happening seriously yeah so she gets pregnant and then she's talking to one of the other cool ladies in their little house together and he's out in his art studio with a student and the friend is like don't you worry about him out there with that student and she's like no but then it cut to he was cheating with the student mm -hmm. so love that for her um she rightfully so decides to leave him and go stay with her parents which live her parents live in the middle of like a different rose garden yeah. and like the most beautiful they like show her like sitting in a lawn chair 
Mm -hmm. just like surrounded by like the most beautiful countryside scenery I've ever seen in my life yeah and then he pulls up in his car and I was like no can you not see that she's living her best life here yeah but her parents like ship her back with him I don't understand that I was so irritated I was like I would disown my whole family yeah I was like uh there is nothing that anybody could do that would have made me go back to that situation first of all when she's like, I can't do this anymore. You're like a punk. And she's like in the bath and he's like, I can't help it. I'm an artist. Like sobbing, dragging himself across the floor. He climbs into the tub, fully clothed, climbs into the tub with her. So aggressive. I'm just like, oh, that would like, yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. So she leaves and then, you know, cut to whatever. She's like explaining it, how she literally, her parents live two blocks away from where they were living and it took him two weeks to finally figure out where she was oh my god I missed that part (laughs) yeah and that's she's like explaining that as he like is pulling up to her parents house and like comes and they're putting her bags in the back of his car I was like no no yeah yeah that was crazy so she goes back with him we kind of skip forward back to modern day her and she basically says that he's cheated on her like a bunch more over the years and that she's finally decided to leave him now that they're old people. <laughs> um, but then again, skipping to the end of the movie, there's like a crazy storm that comes through, which we'll talk about. But she goes to like hide in his art studio during this storm. Because she's trying to leave during <laughs> Yeah, it. she's like trying to leave. She's like actively trying to leave him. Finally, after years of like infidelity and right. ab- like emotional abuse, because that man is fully crazy like all of his actions were like super aggressive and crazy yeah um she goes to like hide in his art studio and she sees that he's like painted like four pictures of her and then she's like she's like he does love me yeah and she stays with him again the bare minimum bare minimum I will not he's hiding all these portraits of her that he's painted in his art studio where she can't see them or isn't aware that he's done this like right what I would be like I don't care. It's not enough. (laughs) Yeah. So she decides to stay with him, even though he tried to cheat recently, which brings us back to like the weird tension in the quilt group. There was like this younger woman that had come into the quilt group and they're all really salty with her. And we find out that it's because M's shady artist husband had like tried to have an affair with her, but I don't think they did. I think she said they did because she tried to kick him out. Like she tells the story because her husband had just passed and then she ran into him and then he ended up like coming to her house and like she put on her husband's old jacket yeah she got emotional they started like so then he hugged her but it was like she had already been like are you trying to have an affair with me he's like yeah I am and she was like "Mm, no and then she's like do you still want his jacket though so he comes in and it's like bing bing boom they had an affair okay I was probably like frantically texting you and taking notes at that point and like glanced down because yeah, I yeah. just saw like he put the jacket on and they were hugging and getting emotional. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that whole thing where he was basically like, yeah, I'll have an affair. I've done this hundreds of times. Obviously, it's fine. And he's like, it's fine. I'll just tell my wife I love her. Yeah, I'll paint a picture of her. She'll I'll, be fine. I'll drag Don't my know. body across the floor and cry. Yeah. <laughs> He's also grown into like a crazy old man. Like he has very like long man, old hair and like beard, like beard. Yeah. So anyway, um, M deserves way better. It was very sad to see like 
someone who's probably in her 70s is probably what they were trying to portray these ladies as yeah they spent her whole life in this like unhappy situation that bumped me out yeah I think that was like the biggest bummer of all is just like all these women like story after story it's just like some man came in took advantage of them in some way yeah and then like blew their life up and then they're like left to pick up the pieces and then they're just like unhappy and it's like what the fuck yeah yeah that was that was rough and then at the end when they're putting all their blocks together they kind of flash back to like the moment and they make them seem like very golden and wonderful and I was like oh yeah this quilt seems like a cursed marriage quilt actually yeah I'm like these are not happy times like I mean uh, yes and no it's like okay you felt loved in that moment and that moment is what made you fall in love with that person but at the same time it's like your relationship was straight up trash yeah like they knocked you up and left you or they cheated on you for your whole marriage or they died and left you in a like your relationship was shitty before they died so you didn't get to fix it or didn't get to like have closure on it or anything like it was rough I think the whole point was they were trying because Finn is like trying to decide if she should get married or not Mm-hmm. And I think she's just like grappling with all these stories. Like, should I get married? Because right, these horrible things have happened, which I can like relate to on like a deep emotional level. Right. Well, and then too, she talks about like her parents and their, you know, their divorce and how her mom, like she grew up with her mom, just basically saying that her dad was a, an asshole her whole life. And like, her mom always talked about how you know marriage is a sham and all this stuff so it's like she didn't really have a fighting chance to think that there was anything good about marriage or like being able to be okay with having a good relationship yeah yeah so we flip back to real time um when Nona's like out in the orchard and ocean swimmer shows up I don't know why or how or like how he knows anyone and just like knows to come to her house I was not maybe he works on the orchard because they like live in a lemon orchard it seems yeah it was like oranges or lemons or something but I think though like she saw him this is the okay so yes so she saw him so but this is like where he just shows up her her showed up at her house I had a stroke just then and (laughs) like a thing of strawberries oh yeah strawberries for you and then he like hand feeds her a strawberry which if anyone tried to do to me I'd be like let me hold it (laughs) yeah well and she like kept backing up too so then it just keeps shoving it in her mouth I'm like no I would have been like get yeah (laughs) yeah get out of my face he feeds her the strawberries and that's a whole thing and at some point she's like by the way I am like kind of engaged and he's like that's fine and then they like make plans to meet up again a different time and like hang out as friends mm-hmm. um and then we like skip back over they're talking about how the yellow flowers on the quilt block are just like throwing off the whole vibe of the quilt which if you look at it you're like no it's not they're fine yeah the whole thing is ugly it's fine <laughs> sorry it's all ugly um but then she was so this is the younger woman who like possibly had an affair with the artist guy Mm -hmm. um and she's like I wanted to put yellow flowers because the yellow the the flowers in Chickie's garden 
mm-hmm. are yellow. And then you find out that Chicky is her little poodle that died and they buried it under the yellow flowers in the garden. Oh, Very sad. I was like more devastated by that than anything else in the movie. Me too. I was like, not her dog. Oh. Yeah. Um, we find out that her husband is the dad from Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. And he's very briefly featured like on old video footage. Yeah. Where she she said that he was the love of her life and there was just like no one else. And yeah. but he he died. And also Chicky died. I assume that he's not also buried in the garden, but <laughs> uh, they never said so. We can only assume. <laughs> yeah. Um so her story is pretty short and sweet, and they eventually let her keep the yellow flowers in the quilt, but she adds like a blue one and a pink one to to make the quilt master happy. Yeah. Um, so then that night, Winona Ryder has plans to go to a movie with Ocean Swimmer. Um, and as she's leaving the house, her aunt or her grandma is like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And she was like, I was going to go see a movie. And they go, oh. Anna was going to bring out her quilts and show you her quilts, which like, I just she never like, brings out her quilts. You have to stay. She was she like, never, yeah. Okay. It kind of reminded me of us. Like when people come to my house, I'm like, these are all my quilts. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of each one. <laughs> Do you have a few hours? Have a seat. <laughs> it's just so funny. I was like, that's so, I was like, oh, I was going to show you my quilts. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> Um, and then they're talking they're talking about her her quilt which is so Anna is the one that started quilting because her mom and her grandma quilted and like passed it down to her um Mm -hmm. and they had this story quilt and so she pulled out this is like the old story quilt that she wanted to show Finn Mm -hmm. telling the whole story of her family again it's not a cute quilt it's like stick people applique onto right blocks but it tells the story of her life um I wrote a note in here they said this quilt is ugly but then she sold it for 12 dollars which she was pretty pleased about when it like the mom or the grandma or something this was before yeah I think it was her grand or her auntie because they she was like the help yeah rich white lady's house and she couldn't afford shoes for their for the kids and so she sold the quilt just to get some more some extra money so that they could have shoes for school or whatever yeah and then so the she lady sold it for twelve dollars yeah. yeah and the lady that bought it was like a rich white lady and hung it up on the wall and then they're all standing around looking at it like this is so beautiful this is exquisite this is the best thing I've ever seen like it was like a Where fun did you get art this piece? art piece yeah like, <laughs> I was like, are we seeing the same thing? <laughs> Ooh, okay. I mean, great that it's memorable and touching for her family. I appreciate that. But like for some random stranger to buy it and be like, oh my God, have you We're seen these stick are. people? Because yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we dive back into Maya Angelou's story. And this is where Jared Leto appears for like, literally 30 seconds 30 seconds knocks her up leaves fucking typical yeah and he's just as sleazy like I immediately just like knew by his vibe that it was Jared Leto like a young Jared Leto yeah (laughs) like the slimy sleazy vibe yeah um (laughs) I guess I never thought about like what came first in Jared Leto's life like 
the band or the acting, but I guess yeah. the acting, I guess he was an actor first. I guess he so. Appears. He actually was, I was like, this movie, like everyone's so young in this movie. I was like, Jared Leto must be like four or five, but he must be a kid in this movie. Right. Then he appears as like a teenager or probably like a 20 year old person at this point in his real yeah. life. So I was like, Jared Leto is like infinite and ageless. I don't understand. No. When I saw his face, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was expecting like a tiny kid to and yeah. then he'd be like, well, maybe that's him. But yeah. it was like, oh, ew, why? <laughs> yeah. So he comes out and like pins her up against this tree and is basically like, I don't care if you're black. Let's do this. And she's like, okay. And it's very sleazy and creepy and she definitely gets pressured into it. And then the next scene is that she has gotten pregnant and they like ship her off to live with his other family because it ends up being being hyacinth and gladi joe yes that's how she meets them yeah so that's how they meet and they're all like young girls at this point like teenage girls Mm -hmm. um and she teaches them how to quilt Mm -hmm. which is why she's a master quilter right um i did write a note i said that gladi is woke because she comes in and she's talking about like how offended she is by like slavery and discrimination and mm-hmm. all those things and and it's just kind of like cool thanks but I was like okay. man this girl like she is ahead of her time like good for her yeah well and just um, that she like instead of being like oh the girl who's pregnant like oh leave her yeah. the mom was kind of like we have to be nice to her and yeah she just was like I just want to be friends with her like yeah. she was like the the nicest not that anybody was being mean to her but she was the one right. who took the time to like sit with her and talk to her and like yeah. ended up teaching her how to quilt because she was making a quilt for her baby and like mm-hmm. and then yeah. they've been friends ever since and I thought that was very cute it was it was very cute it was like the best part of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> and I I did love because then <clears throat> Anna my Angelou has her baby and she was like oh all this time I was like thinking I needed the love of a man or like the love of a husband but I like really just needed my daughter mm-hmm. and that was very that was very cute and sweet right and they were like trying to get her to give up her baby yeah and, and she's she like, like they're yeah. not taking my baby and like Gladie and Hyson's mom was like well you need to do what's best for the baby she's like I am yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. yeah keep your baby yeah love her um so that was great somehow she comes back into possession of the story quilt Mm -hmm. I don't really know how that happened I remember this her auntie like she was getting ready to leave or Anna was getting ready to go live with Gladie and Hyacinth while she was pregnant and when she was leaving her auntie took it off the wall and gave it to her to take Mm. she was like what are you gonna do and she's like I'll pay her back I don't care it's like it's ours you need to have it oh that's good I'm good too yeah so yeah she has her story quilt back and she added herself to the story which is very sweet so that quilt just like continues to tell the story of her family life yeah um we cut back from that sweet story to Winona Ryder and Ocean Swimmer <laughs> who meet up in the orchard Mm-hmm. I thought it was nighttime, but maybe it was the next it was. day. No, it was nighttime. Okay. She was still in that same outfit. She's like she, she was like, I'm just gonna have to meet you somewhere later. And I think they just like, yeah. She's like, oh, by the way, horrendous. She's wearing like a long 
skirt and then like a blousey like peasant top but it was a hundred percent see-through <laughs> skanky it's like you look beautiful and I was like you don't you look like you came out of like she before like little girls catalog like if she looked 15 at the pool the first time she looked 12 in the yeah because she like pulled her bangs back yes and just like and it's just like very blousey and flowy but then it was like sexy because it was see-through it was a very weird he like unties the two little ties and just like opens it so he meets her in the orchard I just wrote down what the fuck for yeah. this section he meets her in the orchard he doesn't say a single word to her he just starts like untying her shirt and like pushes her down on the ground but she's into it she's like going with the flow um and then the next day so they do it in the orchard she cheats on her fiance who oh. deserves only the world because he's great um and then the next day she gets up and she has like this explosion in the kitchen about like how terrible marriage is and I was like, hmm, I think maybe she doesn't want to get married. Like, I'm just yeah. reading between the lines here, but. <laughs> well, also, Crazy. too, like, maybe she's hating on marriage because she knows she just fucked up. Like, yeah, she just yeah. did something horrible that would make a marriage terrible. Like, but she's just repeating, like, her family cycle, you know, yeah. her parents weren't good to each other. Like everybody she knows has been involved with infidelity in some capacity and like, yeah, whatever. So then, um, her mom shows up random, randomly <laughs> Well, she's talking to one of the other quilt ladies and there's like a very Mary Poppins moment where the lady is like, the weather's changing you should get home <laughs> and then she gets home and like her mom is there like blew in from wherever so she's kind of talking to her mom about it and her mom drops the bomb that she's getting married to her dad so her mom and dad are getting back together she's like what the fuck <laughs> she's like literally my whole life <laughs> you've told me that he's a piece of shit so yeah she's like well I changed my mind I was yeah, like oh like God. I like him marriage is great and she's like okay and she's like well because of you I slept with this random dude I cheated on Sam Mm -hmm. and her mom's like just don't ever tell him about about that (laughs) love that and the weather is changing because this crazy tornado like blows through like a Wizard of Oz style tornado (laughs) I literally was like this is is something crazy gonna happen right now (laughs) um they have every window in the entire house open and she has, so this whole time she's been working on her thesis paper on a typewriter. So she's been typewritering up all her thesis paper. And it's supposed to be, yeah, like about this quilting circle basically or about like women and crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, the paper is thousands of pages long. She has like multiple reams of paper stacked like up. Stacks. This, <laughs> stacks, like thousands <laughs> of pages. And they all blow away in this tornado. They like blow all over. And she was like, that was my only copy. And, and like, every uh, guinea was like, why aren't you using a computer? She's like, I don't trust computers. They lose stuff. And they're like, only if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, only if you're stupid. <laughs> that was a so, Sophia comment. And I thought it was hilarious because, yes. I mean, it's true. Again, so, Sophia knows her shit. She knows what she's doing. Like she's, she comes across gruff, but she's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. So thousands of papers are just blowing all over and they blow into like every, 
yard of these cool ladies that we've seen. So they like blow into the shitty little pond that Sophia's <laughs> husband dug and they like blow and they're like blowing all over. And that's why Em has to go hide in the art studio because there's like, it's so windy out and there's papers blowing all over. She like drops her keys in the rose bush for the house. So then she goes to the studio to see if the door's unlocked and it just yeah. happens to be open. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're all collecting all these pages from like all over the town. There was a weird part here that I just ignored because it didn't make sense to me, but like her, she was like, now I have to start all over on this thesis paper, which again, she said at the beginning, she's already started over like seven times. So like par yeah. for the course, I guess. <laughs> um, your grandma's like, wouldn't you rather like have this to work from? Like, you don't have to do it all over because we're like collecting all these pages. Yeah. And she's like, Meh. And her grandma's like, how nice it must be to not be connected to something. And then like stomps off. Yeah. Like, okay. It was really random. And I was like, you know, honestly, I think if I was one of her family members and just kept watching her self-sabotage like that and like choose things based on her fears, like I would get annoyed too. I think I would be the same and be like, how nice, how nice for you that you can just drop it and start all over. I guess we'll just throw all these papers away that we've been collecting all freaking day. Right. So I think in the end, she decides to like collect all the papers and just like fill in the gaps of like the ones that she couldn't collect and like put them all back in order. She probably didn't number the pages because why would you? Why would you? Typewriter. Um, yeah, and she decides, I guess that comment like kind of gets in her brain and she decides that she does want to marry Sam. I don't know really when she decided that, but she falls asleep on the couch mm -hmm. with all her little thesis papers around her. And that night the quilting circle finishes the wedding quilt. And in the end, it's not terrible. They do a lot of applique and there's like a very pretty like floral border that they put on it. Mm -hmm. They kind of like go through each of the blocks and this is where they kind of like flash back to like golden moments from like each of those stories that like represent the block. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of sweet because the block that the sisters were working on like kind of represents like the sister relationship rather than like their husbands that mm -hmm. died in that whole situation. Right. Um, that was kind of sweet. So they finish the quilt. They bring it over and like drape it on her while she's sleeping. And she wakes up in the morning and she's like, what is this? <laughs> I know. She was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So she, and then she sees a crow outside, which a story we forgot to mention earlier is that my like grandma yeah. followed a crow to her husband she like followed this crow and the crow stopped by this dude and she was like fate oh, we are meant to be <laughs> so she's like always follow the crows <laughs> which i would never do because crows creep me I know, I, they would probably attack you yeah. so she wakes up she's under this quilt she sees a crow outside and she's like i'm gonna follow it so she wraps herself up in this quilt which is humongous Mm -hmm. and white it's white I was so upset by this part me too I was like no pick it up <laughs> it brings it out into the orchard it is straight up dragging through the dirt in this orchard for through the whole orchard I was like oh, disrespectful so fucking disrespectful that made it 
they have not watched this thing yet. You're literally dragging it through dirt right now. They just hand quilted and appliqued this entire thing. I was like, oh, I could not get over this part. I was stressed. I was so mad. I just was like, I'm done. I like paused it. I was like, no, I'm, I can't even finish it. I'm so mad right now. She's I like, did finish it, but still, I was like, oh. Like the branches are getting caught on it. Like she is just like fully disrespecting this quilt that they just spent weeks like sitting in a circle and hand making each of these pieces, like hand sewing. I cannot even fathom hand sewing a quilt. I truly can't. So, and then to watch somebody drag it through the dirt, I would be like, um, excuse me, I need that back. Excuse me. What are you doing? <laughs> um, the the crow stops in front of Sam's like VW bus randomly in the middle of the orchard randomly in the middle of the orchard that he's sleeping in I don't know why that's never explained magic I don't um, know and she jumps in and there's a whole speech about how she's like I I don't have faith that our marriage is going to be great but maybe it will <laughs> Right. She like talks about it, how it's like takes courage and it takes a risk. And, but I was like, what? <laughs> I wrote, she doesn't deserve Sam because I was like, this girl, like he is like so happy to have her back and everything's great. And they have their marriage quilt that they're like laying on in the back. Yeah. This girl has treated you like truly garbage for the past three months. Yeah. Like what? I wrote, yes, making a quilt takes courage and risk, but I do not think in any way it equates to the same thing as picking a life partner. <laughs> like, because she's like, when you, you make know. an ugly quilt, you can just put it in the closet. Right. Like I do. <laughs> Can't just like be like, I don't like this husband anymore. I'm going to stick him in the closet. <laughs> husband did not turn out how I planned because I didn't stick to my theme. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to put him away. I'm gonna stick that one in the, in the back. I'll try again someday. What? No, I. Uh, I just really. Uh, I don't know. Like I can see the theme. You know, we've mentioned it, but it still was just so stressful. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. Whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm never gonna watch it again. No, I was at the beginning, I was like, maybe this will turn out to just be like a comfort movie, like for because it did give me very practical magic vibes. And for me, like practical magic is a very like comfort movie. I love it. I want to live in that house. I want to live in that town. Yeah. The beginning, I was like, maybe this will be like that because I do want to live in that house and like whatever yeah. magical orchard meadow they live in would be great. Yeah. But at the end of it, I was like, I'm I'm good. I'm good letting this good. one go. <laughs> I know when Abe was like, because I literally like I paused it and I was like, I've got eight minutes left and I just I don't know if I want to finish it. <laughs> and he called me because he's out of town and I was like, I don't I can't. He's like, should I should I watch it? I was like, no, no, no I would know. No. <laughs> he's like, well, we have it for two days, right? Because we rented it on Amazon. Yeah. Which, if you're really interested, you could rent it yeah. for four dollars I mean, on Amazon. Yeah, I was like, we each had to pay like four or five dollars for this, which is too much I think it was too much I mean even free was too much but he was like well should I watch it while we have it and I was like no please don't like oh. it is not gonna edify your life in any way 
Yeah. I can tell you exactly what's happening. Everybody's cheating on everybody. The end. Yeah. He's like, well, is there quilting in it? I was like, approximately 4.3 seconds. He was yeah. like, what is happening right now? I was yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, well, are you going to finish it? I was like, obviously, but I don't want to. <laughs> it did make me feel very like nostalgic for a summer that I have never had, like yeah. where everything's like golden and glowy and there's flowers and everything's beautiful. Like just like the most like idyllic summer. Yeah. Like in an orange orchard or with lemons or whatever the fuck yeah. they were. Yeah. Yeah, like, like it was very cool. picturesque. It was very romantic feeling. Like I, some of my favorite comfort movies are 90s movies. Like Hook, mm-hmm. my go-to. Mm-hmm. If I'm like not feeling well and I'm just in bed or whatever, I can watch that movie on repeat yeah. for days. Yeah. Um, anyway, it so it felt very nostalgic in that way. And like, yeah. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, I, I had that same way. Like, oh, this, this could be a thing, you know? Yeah. Immediately I was like, fuck that. <laughs> feeling like you want to watch this movie just watch Practical Magic instead because it yeah. gives you the same vibes but it's like a better infinitely story. better yeah infinitely better yeah yeah I'm disappointed yeah um I was just looking at some trivia this was the film debut of Jared Leto so baby Leto baby Leto off to a good start of him being a creep under um, the use. I know it was like nominated for a SAG award. That's all. That's really the only interesting thing. The other thing, the other trivia is just that all of these actors have like appeared in different movies together, like later on. So this is like the coming together of like all of these actors that ended up just being famous people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was fine. But it's like, I would never recommend it. I would never go out of my way to watch it again. No. Even if it was like the only thing on, I probably wouldn't yeah. watch it. Maybe I'll read the book. I'm actually going to go grab that book. Okay. Book. This book is called The Quilter's Apprentice. Oh. So it's not the same book, but I wonder if it's part of the same series. Is it a series? So the Elm Creek Quilt series by Jennifer Shiverini. I've actually never said her last name out loud. Oh, see, I thought the author for this book was a different author. It probably is. But there's six books in this series, and one of them is called The Master Quilter. So okay. So it's a different thing. Well, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I would read the book just to know what we're missing honestly because I think there are like I don't know there's like so much debate between people who've only seen movies versus people who've read the books and seen the movies because we know and if you know you know what you're missing but like people who haven't read the books they don't know what they're missing and so there's like it just feels incomplete and I think maybe I was like going into that into it with that mindset like knowing it came from a novel so like already thinking like okay we're not gonna have the whole story and yada yada I don't know the book is by Whitney Otto okay let's see yeah an extraordinary and moving reading experience an exploration of women of yesterday and today who join together in a uniquely female experience. 
Mm. <laughs> As they gather year after year, their stories, their wisdom, their lives form the pattern from which all of us draw warmth and comfort for ourselves. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Lovely. Love that. Well, you know, it might be worth a read. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Um, yeah, my only other note that we've talked about several times is just like at the end of the movie, when they were kind of trying to like redeem all these men, like while all the women were running away in the storm and she was like, oh, he painted me. And like, oh, this pond is nice. Like I was so angry. I was like, no. I know. I was like, these dudes did nothing but take away your dreams. Yeah. And put you in a position that like made you have to choose things you didn't want. Mm -hmm. And like, there's nothing Cause, redeeming about that. Yeah. Cause tension in the quilt circle. Mm-hmm. <sighs> problems and nobody wants to be a disgruntled quilter no it doesn't go well we know it no and she finally is just like you know what I'm out of here you guys suck yeah and then they're like we're just kidding we love you yeah come back we need your block like, I've forgiven my husband so I forgive you I was like oh yuck yeah I don't know I just think like uh, in the Amazon description, in that book description, it's like these uniquely female experiences. Like, again, if we're going to talk about being treated like shit, uh, the like gaslighting and the like general mistreatment of women, sure, I can go with that. But it's not rich. It's not warm. Not unique. It's not unique. It's fucked up. I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not going to say it's rich and inviting and warm. I don't agree. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> so <sighs> safe to say we do not recommend this movie. <laughs> but if, if, you've, if you've seen this movie and you have a different experience or a different opinion, let us know. We'll sure. talk about it. <laughs> we're, we're open to discussing other people's opinions. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to change my opinion, but hey. No. The film debut of Jared Leto that really just, I think, set the stage for all of his other, all of his following roles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man. Well, that being said, we have some news to share. We do. Yeah. I can share. We should have mentioned this at the beginning. Maybe we can slot the thing in. Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, just in podcast news. Oh, Bowie's. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, just a little bit of podcast news. And that is that I am stepping back a little bit from being the co-host of this wonderful podcast. Um, and the reason is just that I'm very busy and that sounds like a really dumb reason. And I was thinking about how I was going to phrase this last night. So I feel the need to validate it a little bit. Um, just that I have a full-time day job where I'm a content creator for a big corporation. And that sounds like I make TikTok videos and I don't do that, but I do spend all day like researching and writing articles and interviewing people. And it's just very, a lot of mental exertion yeah um and I thought that would translate over really well into what we do for the podcast and it does but it also just made it feel like I was working all the time which don't love um I also just for the past six months have been feeling really 
burned out creatively like making quilts and I also do photography as a side gig and I just had a lot of those projects kind of hanging over me and so as it hit the new year I was just thinking about how I can make space to like find joy in these things again. So the first thing is that I'm not taking a lot of commissions anymore. I'll probably take some commissions for like a select few people, um, but it's worked really great. Anyone who's asked me for a commission in the past couple months, I've just like swooped them over to Amanda and it's been wonderful because they do such a great job and they get their quilts so much faster than like if I were to try to make these quilts because it takes me so much longer to like get them well, together. Yeah, it's my full-time job and, and it's yeah. your side thing. So it's like, you know, and there's two of us, it's me and my mom. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a different, it's, we're playing in a different field kind of. And yeah. And so like the last thing and like, I know Abe and I both have said this from the beginning, but like, if any of this is not joyful or fun, like we don't want to do it. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it was a tough decision because Amanda is one of my very best friends <laughs> and I love and want to support you guys so much. And I want, yeah. I will continue to do that. Um, and I am not like leaving forever. Like Amanda and I talk every day yeah. without fail. So I'm yeah. still going to be around. I'll still be doing some episodes every now and then, but every week was just a lot for me and it wasn't fair to Amanda or anyone who's working on this podcast for me to be like frantically like <laughs> jumping yeah. in at the last minute. Um, but yeah, I'm going to just work on some quilt projects that I'm excited about and I will probably like keep a lot of them or there's probably some that I'll give away and then I'll post some in my Etsy shop also. I'm just not taking as many like custom commissions as I was before. So yeah, I'm excited to work on some things that that I'm excited to work on <laughs> yeah well and I think too like like I'm grateful that you're taking time to find your joy again because like as you're one of your best friends like I don't ever want to take that from you and like I don't ever want to see you lose that for something that like I've seen you so passionate and so in love with and so like yeah anyway so I'm still gonna be here doing stuff like and we'll going forward I'll be here for like a few more episodes and then I told Amanda and I'm excited that like I'm happy to jump in on episodes like as needed as desired as wanted so yeah for sure so yeah. I think like yeah it'll be great I'm excited for the future of things and I'm excited for you to like find some balance in in your life and and yeah, just get that joy back. And, you know, I'll still be producing episodes and working to bring you guys some more content and, you know, bringing Miranda in, bringing my mom in sometimes, because I know she's mentioned a few times that she's like willing to finally be on the podcast. I'm like, about time. I only talk about you every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I sound obsessive I swear I'm not I just work like art we do our business together so I'm yeah. with her every day that's super fair so it's like cool. a huge part of like your quilting journey so yeah big time so good. anyway so she'll be you'll get to meet mama sweet pea and um hopefully soon and then 
yeah, we'll just keep pushing it out there. We really appreciate everybody who's been with us and has joined us recently. And like, we're so happy that you're here and you won't, this isn't the last you're going to be seeing of Miranda. So no. <laughs> that's good, but it'll be mostly me for, for now and, you know, bringing guests, whatever. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I told Amanda right off the bat that I was like, I definitely love like these hours where we get to like sit and hang out just the two of us and I miss that so I definitely want to like keep doing this sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure awesome yeah yeah all right well thank you for joining us everyone thanks for joining go check out how did this get made mm-hmm. is our inspo for this episode and have a good time with that yeah um, <laughs> And like, look through all the titles and find a movie that like, you know, cause then it's like really hilarious to listen yeah. to them talk about movies that like they, uh, the last one I just listened to, they were talking about a night for Christmas, yeah, which is like a Vanessa Hudgens Netflix Christmas movie. And it's like a WTF movie. And they, yeah. I was cracking up the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Van Zupis was like, I loved this movie. I was like, no. <laughs> What the movies that he loves are so surprising and hilarious. Um, they've been like re-releasing some of their older episodes. I've been listening to the Geostorm episode, oh, yeah. which Jason also loves Geostorm. So it's fun. It's great. I recommend the Drop Dead Fred episode is mm-hmm. hilarious. And if you're like an 80s or 90s kid, like that movie probably is like near and dear to your heart in some way or another. So it's just funny to hear them debate it and talk about it and I was excited to do this episode inspired by them because mm-hmm. I just think they're so funny and it's such a fun way to talk about movies. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know Jason Manzoukas, send him Miranda straight. Send him my way. Let him know Please. I'm available. <laughs> She's open to <laughs> meeting him. <laughs> that seems like a good, a good way to end. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.